Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, August 3rd. You may be wondering, are you Donna or are you JLo? And the truth is, every time I look in the mirror, I think the same. I'm confused. Do I look like Donna Bowling or do I look like Jennifer Lopez? Today, I am Donna from the block. Um, I was just about to go live. I didn't have the earrings and I didn't have the lipstick. My hair is back and wet. And um, because I'm going to the beach today and I didn't want to blow dry my hair since I know it's going to get all yucky anyway. And then my TikTok friends, shout out Ray and Amy and Lourdes and whoever else out there, um, were like, you got to put on hoops. So I ran upstairs with them, put on hoops. And then they said, you got to put on lipstick. I'm, You guys, I, I am here for you. Okay. I am here to serve you. If you want, that's put in the comments. Do we like this look? Do we feel like I am um, really trying hard to be someone that I'm not? I'm not comfortable with red lips normally, especially in the middle of the day. But I think actually it works if you don't have a lot of eye makeup and you have your hair back and stuff. So if you guys can hear, my voice is still a little screwed. I am um, battling something. I have some sort of cold. It's not a bad cold. I still have energy. I'm still working out, et cetera, but I don't feel 100%. So hopefully by Saturday, that's the goal because Saturday is the Taylor Swift concert, those of you that don't know. And I am panicking. I am right now in the mode of panicking. If you have gone to a Taylor Swift show on this tour, please let me know. We have VIP seats because that was what. I told Lance when he was able to buy the tickets, like when they were released, I was like, get the best tickets you can find because remember how it was impossible to get tickets. It was like BravoCon. And so we're going and we're VIP. Now they give you VIP entrance at between 3 and 3.30. And if you don't go between 3 and 3.30, they close off your VIP entrance. Okay. Thanks for the roses. They close it off. That panics me. Whoa, TikTok just made a noise. Um, thanks, guys. And I seriously don't want to miss it. I don't want to be late. I am so anxious about the big crowds. I saw on TikTok this morning that at SoFi Stadium, which is where Taylor is, people were lining up at 4 a.m. for merch. Okay, guys, I am not ever, ever going to be the person. I hit my goal. I have to change that goal. Or no, I'm 80% of my live goal. Um, thanks to Sandy Bosworth, I want to go and just enjoy myself. I don't want to go and feel overwhelmed. I don't want to go and feel like the crowds are crazy. Um, Sarah from, um, my community and she's a major doser. She is giving me, she's actually part of my Patreon community, the highest tier. She's sending me some friendship bracelets. I'm so excited about that because I don't know, I don't know how this works. Okay. Anyway. As you can see, I'm a little hyped up. Um, so many stories today. For those of you that don't know, you have to go and jump into the Facebook group if you haven't already. Daily Dose of Donna is growing strong. We're almost at 600 members. I love it. And of course, I released a Patreon episode yesterday, so make sure to jump in there if you want some extra content. Today, we're going to be talking about a variety of stories. 
here's the rundown. We're going to start with some updates from previous stories, and then we're going to get into some Real Housewives of OC conversation because that dominated my TV, in addition to Big Brother. Now, I am, I've decided I'm not going to do Big Big Brother recaps on this show. I'll just shout out like a couple of my thoughts, but I think if enough people want it, I will do individual Big Brother Patreon episodes per week. So if you are a Big Brother fan, let me know, and maybe it will be worth it to sign up for Patreon just to deep dive with the Patreon community that loves Big Brother. Okay. All right. So let's keep talking. Number one, Lizzo. Yesterday I spoke all about Lizzo. I imagine most of you guys know, at least if you watched yesterday's episode, what's going on. Three of her former dancers have filed a lawsuit against her, her production company, and her dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, um, for a variety of of, um, charges. There was a, you know, harassment, um, sexual, uh, I'm not going to say it because I don't have it off off the top of my head and I don't want to get it wrong. Watch yesterday's episode. I had it up in front of me. Um, Many, many awful, like inexcusable, horrible things. Now, what scared everyone about this is because more people are now, oh, Lord, is tell me, more people are coming out, former um, directors, former makeup artists that are corroborating the story, which is never a good sign. Lizzo finally spoke. It's been about 48 hours since the story broke. She finally spoke on her Instagram and she basically, you know, wholeheartedly denies All of this, she says that she takes her music and her performances seriously. She has to make hard decisions, but it's never her intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued. Um, She says she's very open with her sexuality and expressing herself, but she cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me be something I am not. Um, She's talking about the fact that she... she knows what it's like to be body shamed. She would never criticize or terminate an employee because of her weight. And it's, you know, clearly she is specifically denying. And what now I heard is that she has hired Marty Singer to um, to defend her as her attorney. Now, Marty Singer, those of you that don't know, if the name is familiar, it's because he's always involved in super high profile cases, that being, um, you know, usually the ones where there is like a really bad story, right? So like, um, who has he, his clientele ranges from big Bill Cosby, Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Brett Ratner, and currently Jonah Hill. He's kind of the go-to if you are finding, he's the go-to if you are finding yourself in a situation where you are getting accused of really, really awful, awful things. Seems like Marty Singer is the guy to go to. So do I think that um, she's innocent because of her statement? Of course not. Do I think that she's guilty? I don't know. I mean, my gut feeling feels yes, but then Lourdes, who's one of my um, my uh, dosers, said that there was a story where um, – I need to find out um, – they found a video with a, one of the accusers praising her. Now – This goes back to like a lot of things. A lot of people would say, well, 
you know, a lot of times you will praise people in power, especially if they're your boss, especially if they're someone that's paying you. Um, and you know that they kind of have control over you in certain ways. That being said, does that mean it's true? Like a lot of people talk so well about their husband and then later they say, no, he was beating me the entire time. It's really tricky. It's hard to know. There's no way to really um, know until we have more evidence. Marty Singer's bill rate is over $950 an hour, which is nothing for Lizzo or any of those people. It's a lot of money for me. I'm not hiring. You guys, if anything like this happens to me, I'm hiring a doser. So I don't care if you're a lawyer or not, but you're working for me. Um, So that's what's happening with Lizzo. More to be seen, I'm sure. Tori Spelling. I mentioned this on my Patreon yesterday, you guys. Tori Spelling is living in a freaking RV now. This is by far the craziest thing ever. Obviously, Tori Spelling has five kids. She lives and lived with her now separated, it seems like, Dean McDermott husband. And um, she is, she has complained about mold. We know very clearly that she doesn't have a lot of money. Um, She's been always very open about that. And she is now, she's now gone from living in a $100 a night motel where paparazzi magically was there with her five kids to now staying in an RV where paparazzi was magically there. And I'm sorry really fast. Um, I don't think a lot of paparazzi are hanging out around RV, like in Ventura, RV, you know, lots in um, Ventura County. I just don't think that that's like a thing. I could be wrong. Maybe they hang out there. It's very clearly set up. That's my thought. Number two, um, someone said, why doesn't she live in the house and kick him out? The, the story is that there's mold in the house. That being said, I don't believe they own this house. I think this is a rental. From my experience, if if there is like mold issue in a rental, because I'm I'm a landlord also, we have tenants in another house of ours. If if there's mold and they are forced to move out, I wonder what the what their rental rights are. Like, I feel like there's some sort of rental rights. Now, if anyone out there is someone that is, is like in this world, maybe understands the law of California renters law. I feel like you have some sort of um, insurance to this, or like, do they have to put you up in something? Um, Also, mold shouldn't take this long, like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to get rid of, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Candy smelling her mother is being slammed according to page six, because she's photographing um, roses in her backyard, talking about, you know, I'm so happy to report that my roses are blooming. And a lot of her followers are saying, help your daughter. She is in an RV. Like, what is going on? Now, I listened to Candy Spelling on Jeff Lewis, and he, she was very clear, like, I will always be there for them. I don't think she is not offering to give. I could be right. I don't think she's not offering to help. I have a feeling something else is going on. There's some sort of feeling that I have that Tori Spelling is not allowing for it for some other reason. So maybe there is like some sort of deal she's trying to make. Maybe she's trying to get a show, 
Um, maybe she's trying to get the sympathy. Uh, I don't know. Something is up there. Feels real off. I can tell you that. It feels real off. Um, okay. Candy is no longer still living in the mansion. From what I know, she's living in a huge multi-million dollar penthouse in the Wilshire Corridor. This is what I remember hearing, which is one of those, you know, doorman buildings in the Westwood area. Josh Flagg lives in the same building. Um, Millions and millions of dollars. Staff, the whole thing. I mean, it's one of those crazy, crazy homes. Okay, let's move on. Real quick, let's talk about Big Brother. Big Brother 25 started last night. I will tell you really fast. I was a huge Big Brother fan for about five seasons, and then I fell off. I have decided I am committed. This is like a workout routine. This is like a diet routine. It's like I have decided I am committing to Big Brother. I've decided to go on um, into a relationship with Big Brother for you, for you dosers, because if enough people that are following me want me to cover a show, I will. I did say it at the beginning of the show. I will not dedicate huge episodes to it, but I will talk about the fact that I watched it last night. I got my kids and even Lance watched a little bit of it with me. My kids were um, very excited because we are in the middle of watching Traders, which is a show that aired on Peacock last year with a lot of reality stars from Bravo, Reza, Brandy, Kyle from Summer House, et cetera. And, um, and it was uh, fun for them to see one of the Traders, Siri, Siri, show up on Big Brother because Sari, who used to be on Survivor and Traders, and don't tell me what she what happened on Traders. Please don't. She, her son is on Big Brother. And then the big twist, well, there was a few different random twists, but the big twist at the end was that Sari was in the house serving up champagne and she is joining the house. Her son, Jared, has no idea or had no idea until that moment, you could tell. And he is up on the block for nomination. So they have four people up on the block for not, oh, your favorite TikTok creator was on it. Kat was on Big Brother last night. Um, They have four people up for nomination. I have not watched any of the live feeds today. There was a bunch of competitions. Um, There's a couple of things I think they're trying really hard to make it like current so that the theme is multiverse. Uh, You lost me. I'm not into multiverse. I don't understand like the big overacting thing with Frankie Grande coming in there and shaking up the house. It was a little over the top. Not for me. But I think Big Brother is one of those things, the more you watch, the better it will get. The diversity is phenomenal. I said this already. I love that there's people of all ages, of all sizes, of all gender, um, of all genders, of course, but also sexual orientations of all types. Like you've got Red, who's like redneck from, you know, with a big red beard, you've got the woman named Blue. Do you notice that there's a blue and a red in the house? There's Blue who is Asian and she has um, got a ton of tattoos and like different colored hair. <coughs> so sorry, guys. You have, I don't remember everyone's name, so I don't want to say it wrong. Is it Felicia? She's the African-American woman who's older. Like you have so many people. You have like an 18 or 19-year-old boy in it. I'm I'm into it. I'm excited. Okay. Have you watched Real Housewives of OC? You guys, OC is scaring me because every time I talk about, yes, Amy, you have to be on Big Brother if we are. This is like peer pressure. 
Every time I talk about OC, I feel like people are saying I'm not watching it. Are you watching it? If you're not watching it, you're not alone. The numbers have not been great. This is probably a big downer for someone like Tamara who, you know, came back to the show and really probably wanted to like spark it up um, and whoop it up. It's not really working. I like it. I am into this episode, this season. I'm into it. I'll tell you what I'm not into. We're going to start with Gina and her husband, her boyfriend, Travis. Gina is the New Jersey, New Yorker who has the most insane, exactly as I said that, Ray said cannot stand Gina's vocal fry. The way she talks, I don't even want to do it because I'm going to embarrass myself. You want some cot? Um, no. <laughs> I'm on cold medicine right now, so I'm really bad. Um, Travis, uh, you want to come with me? I'm baking cookies. Um, let's like become real estate agents. Shannon. It's over the top, okay? I apologize for those of you listening to the audio version and also the video version. Please do not leave. I promise you that's not my norm. It's over the top. Meanwhile, anytime there's a scene with her and Travis, it's the, it's the bathroom scene, if you know what I mean. Anytime her and her boyfriend Travis come on screen, it's when I say, okay, what, what do I need to do? Do I need to wash my face? Do I need to get a snack? Do I need to get a water? And do I not need to pause it? So boring. I'm sorry. It's not a bad thing for them. It just means that they're not good reality TV. Boring TV does not mean good TV or boring couples. So boring. Like, can we stop getting so many Travis Gina scenes every episode? Sorry. I, I, I have no interest whatsoever. I understand that they're trying to show that she's trying to be a real estate agent. Like, I'm okay with Emily Shane scenes. I love Emily Shane scenes because at least you see an interesting dynamic. He's trying to be funny. She's obviously insecure about a lot of things. She loves him. He actually really loves her. I really like Emily and Shane, to Shane together. I don't mind watching them on their dates. Travis is paint dry. Travis is Carl from Summer House. I don't want to see it. Um, but the big stories, of course, here revolve around Tamara, Shannon, Jen, the new girl, Jen, and Heather. I love Tamara as a person, as a human being. She ain't looking so good this season. We know this, right? We know this. I don't think I'm alone saying this. She has very openly talked about the fact that she was highly anxious during the season. She was over drinking. Um, agree to all of that. I cannot watch them tear down Jen and her boyfriend anymore. I can't watch it. It makes me sick. They are acting. The storyline is basically that Tamara thinks that Jen is with the wrong guy. Jen is the new girl. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this. The new guy is supposedly a player. He's cheated on his wife. He cheats on everyone. Apparently, the rumor is that he breaks up married women. Obviously, all those things are bad. But it's not Tamara. Like, why are we so obsessed with this storyline? Move on. I feel sick about it for Jen. Jen is new on the show. And she's getting just crucified. Every single episode has been about how bad her boyfriend is. Who cares? Yes, he, he, he was wearing the worst outfit in the history of Real Housewives of all seasons of all men. Tell me if I'm wrong. And that was some sort of crazy 
writing on his shirt, like graffiti writing with a popped cheetah or leopard collar to go on a boat in Newport Beach. Like there was so much wrong with it. He looks so like he's not helping himself in any way with the comments he's making about her boobs, with the sexual innuendos, with the outfits. He is definitely not making like doing himself any favors. He's also seems a little douchey from seeing him on Watch What Happens Live. So I agree with Tamara. I also think this storyline needs to end fast, but it looks like it will end because it looks like now we're moving on to Shannon and John. John and Shannon clearly have a pretty effed up relationship. We haven't seen a lot of it on camera, but we've heard a lot about it. And it's clearly a very strong trigger for Shannon because it was just brought up in the last episode and she started to cry and broke forth wall and went to Video Village, et cetera, et cetera. Now, last night, Shannon and Vicky, who I will say are right here, quote me, clip this, Dorinda clip this, TikTok this, put it on my tombstone, Vicky Gumbelson. If they have any sense of what the OC cast needs, it's Vicky, Vicky Gumbelson. You either bring, bring back Vicky. This is my opinion. It's my opinion. You either bring back Vicky or you refresh OC. Done and done. This show cannot be revived anymore unless you get Vicky back or you do what you're doing to Roni to OC. Andy. Do you hear me? Can I get a press pass for BravoCon? Um, it's over the top, right? It's over the top. Vicky is, Vicky is such a legend when you watch her now on Watch What Happens Live or even on that one scene where she's drinking tequila. It's, it's so obvious. It's like you don't know what you've got till it's gone, Right? When she was there, she was horrible, but now she's gone and you're like, oh my God, please bring her back and take Gina off the screen. No offense, but like, I don't want to watch Gina, right? Bring back Vicky. Um, but anyway, last night, Vicky looked phenomenal. Like Vicky's had 400,000 plastic surgeries, but she's doing good, man. She looks good. She's skinny. She said that it's not Ozempic. Another one to say it's not Ozempic. I kind of believe it. I don't know. Um, for whatever reason, I feel like Vicky would say she was, she said that she's intermittent fasting and she only eats between 3 PM and 8 PM. I can't do that. It's 11 AM right now. I'm starving. So, um, Vicky and Shannon were on a great episode of watch what happens live. The bartender was the quiet women, the restaurant from the quiet, you know, the quiet woman restaurant. It was the owner from that restaurant. He said, Shannon is the best. He loves Shannon. He said, Kelly Dodd is the worst um, of all the housewives to come in because she craves attention. You know, Kelly died inside. I bet she talked about it on her show today on her YouTube show. I haven't seen it yet. Um, Oh my God, my voice. I'm so sorry. Um, But Shannon mentioned this incident that was all over page six last week of her getting kicked out of this bar from yelling at... John Jansen's daughter. This is crazy. She does not deny that she yelled at John Jansen's daughter. Uh, guys, she says, I do not have a good relationship with John's daughter. Okay. 
I will tell you one thing. Coming from a parent, coming from divorced parents, if my dad and mom were dating someone who was yelling at me and we fought openly, that ain't happening. Like, that's just not, you don't do that. You don't date someone who is yelling at your kid openly at a bar. Like, what is happening there? What is happening? I don't know. Um, Oh, Kelly did text in to watch what happens live, the after show, and she basically said, um, she said, you know, she, she kissed Andy's ass and said he looks good, and then she said to the owner, you know, I, I love the staff of the quiet women and the quiet women owner said, yeah, he, they love you too, but you crave too much attention. Like it was, it was very much a diss against Kelly. Um, Kelly did text Andy. He did. She did text Andy. Okay. Andy. Um, okay. There's like so many things going on. I, I need to make sure that I'm wrong. I'm not right. I mean, I'm not wrong, but I saw that Kelly texted Andy. I saw a clip on YouTube. Um, Kelly is very, another one of those super polarizing people. We've talked about her before. A lot of you guys love her and watch her on YouTube every day. And a lot of you guys don't. Um, yeah. So, okay. Shannon and John should not be together. It doesn't take a freaking rocket scientist to figure this one out. Don't you guys agree? Like, it's just, it's bad news bears all around. Um, then, yeah, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with her. Then, um, that being said, I do think it's all alcohol-induced. I think when Shannon drinks, um, just like when Tamara drinks, when, like, so many of them drink, I think they act in ways that they wouldn't normally act. Um, so... For Shannon's benefit, like I hope she and her this daughter can get along. Who is this daughter? Who's going to go out there and do the work and find out who this daughter is? Now, meanwhile, we know that everything eventually is going to start turning on Heather. I understand Fancy Pants comes off unlikable with the way that she talks down to people. I also understand that she's not, um, she's not the most likable. She also, you know, probably has said disparaging things about people all the time. That being said. I have yet to see why the whole cast hates Heather so much in this season. I guess we will find out, but I have yet to see it. Did you talk about Sandoval? Wait, what? No. Tell me more. I didn't see anything about that. Okay, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was on the episode. This was annoying to me. I love Mark Cuban so much. I think he's great, but it was such a plug. Fireside is an app that I know really well. Um, because I was big in that kind of like social audio space for a while. And, um, and it felt like annoying. It felt like we were watching a paid advertisement, especially seeing how many times Heather has talked about Fireside through different scenes. Like they cut to 400 times where she's talking about it. It reminds me very much of when they did that on Beverly Hills with Kathy Hilton talking about, um, her tequila, how they were cutting to many times she's talking about it. It feels very much like a product placement. Okay. That's what I think about OC. We'll have to see what happens. The mid-season trailer looks phenom. So I'm hoping it gets really good. 
Um, a couple questions. Are Tom and Katie back together or is it just a rumor? I'm hearing it too. Uh, I have a source who knows for a fact, a very reliable source, it is not true that Tom and Katie are not together. Jax Taylor, meanwhile, just said that he's opening a sports bra. A sports bra. <laughs> a sports bar here in Studio City. I need to know where it is because that's right down the street from me. You guys know that that's where they shoot Big Brother too is at CBS Radford, which is here in Studio City. Dying to know. Um, okay. I don't know, you know, if there's any other stories that are coming up, I will talk about it tomorrow. Um, oh, apparently, I don't want to say anything yet, but I'm just going to tell you, allegedly, apparently, according to a TikTok comment, Sandoval brought contraband photos of Raquel while filming the new show that he's on, which is that Special Forces show, which looks really good, by the way. It's a great cast. We'll have to see. Um, I've always wanted to go and yell over the Big Brother wall. Mm. Us Weekly posted. Okay. So you guys find out here, I, I do this, you know, usually late afternoon. So I will tell you right now if I see anything on the first page. And if I don't, I walk away and then I'll cover it up. I'll cover it, of course, tomorrow. Because as you know, I am here five days a week for you. I give you all of the stuff as soon as I possibly can. Um, oh, here I see it. Sandoval snuck in Raquel picks to special forces and showed them to co-star, according to Nick Vile. Nick Vile is on his podcast, Nick Vile Files. That was hard to say. He said on the Thursday episode today that he snuck in pictures of him and Rachel, showed them to the cast for what's that, what that's worth. Worth. Now, this was um, a few months ago when they shot the show. He also noted that um, competitors are not allowed to bring certain items in. He would have loved to sneak in a picture of his fiance, Natalie. I guess I could have tried, but I just didn't. He went out of his way, meaning Tom Sandoval went out of his way to bring in endearing photos of him and Rachel and show them around. But Nick added that Sandoval came across as a guy who cared about her. And I'm just saying that objectively. He said, honestly, the conversations with the cast were kind of like, well, F, you might as well just go for it. There seemed to be some real resistance about whether the public would allow them to be together, but he cr came across to me as someone who had feelings and cared about Rachel. He may still be with Rachel. He may still be in love with Rachel, you guys. We don't know. We don't know. But like, I hate to say it, but kudos to Rachel for saying, I'm not doing that show. I have to say. I have to say. All right, you guys, I'm jumping off. I'm going to get this episode up and then I'm heading on over to Malibu. I will um, be on Instagram stories all day. As always, thank you so much for subscribing. Appreciate you guys so much. I'm following over on TikTok if you're here. Um, I did talk about Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick in my Patreon episode yesterday. Yes, I believe they've broken up. And um, and more to come. I'll be here tomorrow. Let me know. Uh, let me know in the comments what you guys want me to talk about, what you thought about this episode. Only positive, of course, just kidding. You can say negative, but don't. Like, don't hurt my feelings. Let's not. Let's keep it nice and light and tight. Um, love you guys. Thanks, dosers, and I'll see you tomorrow.